So what it really is, is here, I, me and Lucas have this weird dynamic where he, I'll say something and he's, he's such an integrator that he'll just, he'll go do it. So like, it was like my pipe dream and then he'll do it. And then it, it like, and then it happens and I go, well, now I have to do it. Like, I'm like so pigeonholed into it happening. Cause now I'm like, like we built this podcast studio and I was like, what are we going to do? Like not podcast after we built this thing. Like I would, it would make me feel like a moron. Like someone walks in like, Oh, how many podcasts have you done? Yeah. Well, none. We've had it for six months. So like I'll say it, he'll do it. And then I'm like, we talked about the other day, like he creates these problems and I'm forced to fix them like in the best way possible. Yeah. So I don't know, dude, that's why we just. It. So for me, I've found that like when I bring the integrators into my company or into my world, yeah, it to what the point you're trying to make and I, and you did make is it forces accountability around these ideas, right? Like mm -hmm. if I go hire this person, that's now going to go execute against this fucking crazy idea I just had. And now they just took all this action. Well, I can't let them down. Mm -hmm. So it's like, even though I kind of said it in jest or like kind of half thinking and like now it's here. Now you got to follow through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I've also gotten good at like understanding when I'm like running up the wrong hill and I'll be like, Hey guys, I know I said this, yeah. but this is a bad idea. Yeah. That was a bad, like there's lots of pipe dreams. That was like not a good one. So, but anyways, uh, welcome to sweet nine podcast. You'll notice that Lucas uh, either got a haircut or grew out his beard or changed shirts that now says Templeton. It's not Lucas, dude. It's Templeton Walker on the Sweet Nine Pod. Uh, Lucas is out like taking care of business for us right now. So uh, we took this opportunity to have Templeton on here. One of my favorite dudes when I get to hang around, spend time, good energy. And I knew it would just be like a fun pod. Appreciate you, man. I was excited when you said I could be guest number one. Dude, guest number one. And you I hear that? All the other guests out there, he's number one. So number stop it. one. So no, I've been on the podcast journey before, and it's um, it's important to come out with that heat. So I was like, mm -hmm. all right, let's go. So a lot of guys like, I'll tread on this. I'll tread on this subject uh, lightly because I don't. I don't want to sound disrespectful or like whatever. Like I'm hating, but I know there's a lot of guys out there like one of like, you know, business podcasts or like uh, deep real estate, which we both do real estate. Um, you're starting to delve into some other stuff now, but we both do real estate, but I just, I talked about this on the first podcast that we didn't really know what we want to do with this. Like we didn't know which direction we were going to go, but I didn't want to go down that direction. Like I'm okay talking about it. Like who cares? But for me, like this is almost a little more of a labor of love. Like I do real estate. I'm good at it, but like, it's not what. Yeah, let's talk about live. Like let's talk yeah, about dude, like, or I, whatever comes up. Fucking dick jokes. I don't care, dude. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I got like, those. <laughs> you got a few, like just a yeah, couple. Yeah. Just keep them in the tank. So anyways, so I, it's, it's always fun. So like what we let off with, like, that's cool. Like, it's like awesome shit, but it's like, you know, there's other stuff to life to me besides just like real estate and like, you know, fucking grind and this and that girl, fucking, if you want to be successful, wake up at 5am and then meditate. And it's like, okay, well then what? Right. So like, I don't know. Or the deeper question would be like, why? Like, yeah. Why are you doing it? Cause what if you don't want to, like I'm, I don't want to. Yeah. And if I can find that balance in my life where I'm like, I can, cause it's, there's some healthiness to it, right? But if you can find the balance in your life where you're healthy, like I know guys that are super happy that don't even wake up till like nine or 10 a.m. and are just decently successful and like don't need to do that, right? So there's, I think that there's, I was actually just listening to a, a book called The Gap and the Gain. Um, okay. Dan Sullivan, he wrote Who Not How. He owns Strategic Coach. Yeah. And him and his co-author, who I'm forgetting right now, but they were talking about Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback from Clemson. Yep. And then he went to the NFL. Yeah. Boy he, got that mad flow, dude. Boy yeah, got mad flow. That you got going right dude, now. Dude, I'm trying to fucking bring it, dude. But they, um, they were talking about how he got, 
hella heat because he said like he doesn't need football. He loves football. He likes football. But like without football, he'd be just fine. And people are like, you can't be great. You can't be the best if you're not obsessed. And it's like, it's not true. Actually, like when you play free and you're just like, yeah, I like this. Like, excuse me. I enjoy it. I, I love it. But like, I don't need it. It's better. So, and that's how I kind of operate my life. Like want it, don't need it. Because when you need mm-hmm. something. Well, people can tell when it's like the energy's forced, right? Like if you're yeah. like, if you really, really need some people are like, oh, what's going on here? You're pushing a little too hard. Yeah. So it's, that's kind of how I operate everything. Like, hey, I want it, but I don't need it. You know who else is like that? I don't know if you follow golf. Um, actually, this is a little bit of a theory of mine. So I don't follow golf like too heavy, but I like um, one of my favorite Johnson? little DJ dude. And one of my favorite golfers right now is Brooks Kepka. Mm-hmm. My son's name is Brooks. We didn't name him after him. So fucking everyone relax. Um, but he, he does these interviews and he was talking about how like he was playing hockey when he was younger and then he got in a car wreck and he couldn't play hockey anymore. And like, he's just good at golf. So he basically was just like, Hey, like will you see me playing golf when I'm on tour? He's like, well, if it's fucking off season, he goes, I'm not fucking with it. He goes, if there's major events coming up, he goes, that's essentially when I'm practicing and playing golf. And he's like one of the top, you know, five, 10 guys in the world. So it's kind of the same thing with him. He's like, I just happen to be good at golf. He even talks about, it. he goes, honestly, through like hole five to like 13, he goes, it's like, he goes, I like black out out of like boredom. He goes, I just like get through those holes and like get to the end. He goes, I just happen to be really good at this. He's like, just, I don't necessarily enjoy it. Yeah. Right? So, and I think in our society in this day and age, it's like, if you have talent in something, you almost have to become obsessive. Like the world would tell you, you got to become obsessive and like go extract every ounce of juice out of that and go mm-hmm. like have this Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant mentality, which is like, take no prisoners, have no enjoyment, be disciplined where some people in life are just like, I want to enjoy the ride. I enjoy being great. And like, again, it comes down to why and what do you want? And I think I've been on that journey and and we can definitely talk about like how, you know, I've, I've probably become more successful the less I've held it so tight. Like Mm -hmm. the more I let go, the more success flourishes. So yeah, I don't know. That's cool. I mean, it's kind of that same. It's yeah. You just got some let go a little bit. Dude, sometimes when you're you're playing so tight and you want it so bad, again, like, want it, don't, uh, what is it? Want it, don't need it. Want it, don't need it, yeah. Like, when you're, like, become this success robot, it's, like, fucking miserable. What's that song where it's, like, uh, you gotta hold on loosely, dude, but don't let go. You squeeze too tightly, you're gonna lose control. Oh, I like that. Dude, that's what song is that. What, um, I'll figure out who that was. So, yeah, I mean, I, I know for me, like, my success is compounded, like, as I've just enjoyed what I'm doing as opposed to, like, forcing it. Yeah. Well, le- you know what we should do is we should tell the story of Templeton Walker, dude. Like, I want to hear, I want to hear the juice, dude. I want to hear the nuts and bolts. You're a Chandler boy. I'm a little bit of a Chandler boy. I was born, I was born in Gilbert. Then my mom went to medical school in Tucson. So I lived there for, like, six years. But then, like, I came back up my senior year of high school and graduated from Hamilton. So... You graduated from Chandler High School, right? No, bro. No. I'm, from the, I'm from the Grand Canyon National Park. Okay. Something so, I didn't know about you. Yeah, dude. I'm from a town of 1,500 people. So let's get it popping, dude. Where, what, so what's the town actually called? The Grand Canyon National Park. That's like, I grew called. up in the village, like of the national park. There's like 1,500 people that support that national park, like the hotels and everything. Is anyone in your family native? Uh, no, but like a lot of my best friends growing up, like for sure, you're surrounded by the rest. So, um, like the, the Supai who live down at Havasupai Falls, like they helicopter out and have, have like a little community, like a little camp, I guess you'd call it of trailers. Yeah. They went to my school. Okay. 
So like the chief, the chief's daughter was like in my graduating class. Now, how was it being? So how many? Like how many? Like if you go like white kids versus uh, natives, which I don't even is that the proper name? Yeah, Native American. Okay, yeah, All that's right. that's good. Listen, we're trying um, lightly over here. No, Native American's good. So I would say it was about 60, 40 Native then, and now the demographics change probably like uh, Hispanic and Native is probably 70, 80%. Okay. Um, so you weren't like the only white boy around? No, no. Like there's white, few black, um, Native, Mexican. So it was a great, like, but what was so cool is this, I, I, growing up the Grand Canyon, I think gave me such a foundation of like, the way I am, like I'm loving, caring, mm-hmm. compassionate, like community driven because I was like raised by the village, not my mom and dad, of course, but like that village and my friends and their yeah. parents, they raised me. For sure. Cause you're a smaller, smaller town up there. So everyone kind of knows everybody. So you're over at like, you know, fucking Isaiah's house or whoever your friend was at that yeah. time. And it's like his mom, you know, probably yeah, no disciplined one, you just like your mom. No one locked the doors. Yeah, yeah. Like it was just a big community. So it was such a great place to grow up. Um, I was always kind of like the, the stud athlete, which was, um, you know, I was, I was really good at, which we can talk about in a minute, but your boy, I saw a clip you posted your boy go do behind the back with the layup. Oh, the kid reached and he went like, he didn't put it on the ground or on the back. He kind of like reached and like, he's a freshman. He's nice. Dude. LA. He's awesome. I'm terrible at basketball. So basketball was like my main sport. That was your shit, right? Yeah. But like in a small town like that, you have to play everything Like the boy, if, you have to play everything to field a team, right? So yeah, yeah. you play baseball, you play basketball, you play soccer, you run track, like all the boys or girls, like they go out for everything to field a team. So I, so you got a lot of reps. Yeah. Which I think made me a well-rounded athlete and I was really, really good, you know? So that for that level. And then I played basketball in college and I found out that I was really good at basketball. I wasn't great at basketball, right? Like where'd you go to college? Yavapai College, it's just a Juco and Prescott. Dude, shout out to the app. What, what's the Rough Riders. Rough. That's also like a condom. <laughs> but dude, shout out to the Yavapai Rough Riders, dude. And they're actually the sponsor of this podcast. So if you, <laughs> so so, you guys need, we're handing out, uh, we're going to do, uh, and Templeton came on, he offered this up. He's going to do a one year paid scholarship to the, for the oh, Yavapai. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be much. It's Juco. Right, so, well, but I was there and then, um, uh, my my oldest boy, who you just mentioned, his, yeah, his King, mom, right? Yeah, Kingston. He's a stud. Dopest name. So he, um, his mother and I got pregnant Christmas break of freshman year. She played volleyball down at EA, and we were kind of high school sweethearts. And then you know we went to different colleges, but you know on a Christmas couple, break came the yeah. eggnog was flowing. <laughs> The, so uh, yeah, has some, uh, but fruitcake came out maybe a little bit. Got <laughs> <So, laughs> got a little sauced up. So made a baby. Yeah, King was conceived. So that changed our game plan, right? Like we, we moved down here to the Valley, tried to make it work. We, um, we didn't work necessarily as a couple and we have a great relationship and yeah. we, we parent King really well together, but we didn't want to be together. Yeah. So anyway, as I mean, you were how old? 19, 19, bro. Dude. I wasn't ready. Oh my dude. Who is ready at 19? I wasn't ready. We, me and my dad, uh, just went hunting and we'll get back to this, but me and my dad just went hunting, um, last week and we were coming back and you ever eaten at EG's before? Like it's it like kind of a Tucson thing They're but they're making their way up into the Valley. They do like sub sandwiches and they have like these slush things they are fucking delicious. Okay. We'll, we'll get one with it. It's delicious. But anyways, the moral story was there was a girl sitting in that EG's I'm starting more and more to think like all the kids look, look way younger. Like it, they look like they're fucking 14, but they're really not. They're like 18, 19, 20. Mm-hmm. But this girl, maybe 18 sitting there, brand new baby inside the EG is like probably with her sister sitting. There. I'm like, Oh man, I told my, me and my dad kind of like ways. She left me both. Like she was like, she's going to have like the next few years for her are going to be tough. 
dude, they're not going to be easy. It's not easy to even have a kid at, in your thirties, much less when you're that age, you don't have anything really figured out yet. You think you kind of know, but you don't. And then not only that, but like, just like monetarily, it's, you know how it is like, dude, that shit's expensive. It's so important. Bro, if I didn't have my folks and the support system and quite frankly, Kingston's mom stepped up earlier than me and like, she carried the load. Like I would yeah, take yeah. him and I had him on like Wednesdays and the weekends and I would do my thing. But like I, when I didn't have him, dude, I was out being a wild boy. Yeah. And, as, um, I mean, not, not maybe not as you should, but like, dude, as well, we weren't, we weren't together. Right. So yeah. I just felt like whether I, I just wasn't mature enough straight up. Like yeah. I was a great dad to Kingston when I had him, but like, yeah. I hate to even say it, but like I was okay when he was with his mom. Like, so, cause I was selfishly like doing dumb shit. And then, um, you know, and I've told her this much is like, Hey, it's probably 90% of 90% of like guys that age. Yeah. I've told her like, Hey, thank you for holding it down. Well, I, you know, 18 to 25, I had a lot of maturing to do and not Mm -hmm. to say I wasn't there. I absolutely was. And it was a really good dad. Yeah. But being a great dad requires, um, responsibility and stable, you know, being stable and More. providing, right? Yeah. Not going out till fucking 3am and drinking all the time. Yeah. So, and then, um, and then he has a stepdad, Mike, who's a great dude. And he was out of the Marines, a little more mature than where I was. Him and King's mom linked up, got married, had other kids. So they were just a little further down that maturity and life path. And yeah. Some King, more stability. So, and now I mean, like when we're at their games, we all sit together. Um, me and Mike, we're in real estate together. Like we, I was starting to do well. And he like, he was like, Hey, what are you up to? And then he became an agent. And just this quarter, we've done five or six hedge fund deals together where we've both oh, made most crushing six figures together. Like yeah, yeah. The, the, our dynamic is like any other shared parenting that I've seen. So they're great people. They're great parents to King Kings turned out to be a stud. And I think that just goes to show that like, um, anything can be negative or positive. It's how you choose to pour into it. And yeah. we, we've chosen to make that a good relationship for sure. And that's, uh, it's cool too. Cause so I, I came from a house of divorced parents, not healthy at all. Like there's a bunch of like bullshit in the past, whatever. Um, you know, there's definitely, there's things that I'm like stronger for from it. Like for sure. Like there are definitely things that like, if it didn't happen, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be anywhere near where I am now. Um, but there's also things that, you know, that fucking took me some years to figure out. Right. And probably still not all the way worked through. So, you know, it's cool. It's cool to see, someone go acknowledge like, okay, like it wasn't perfect, but like we found this other direction that like, you know, yeah. maybe it's not, maybe it's not what everyone does, but it's not, yeah. it's not so, crazy. Right. And I think that's like being self-aware and, and, and really working on myself from 25. So 18 to 25 after Yavapai, I struggled. I bounced around selfish tendencies, partying, yeah, just really not leaning into like my potential. And then at 25, I kind of looked in the mirror. was like, dude, are you going to be the guy? Like what, what's up? So that's when I started my first, I got into real estate. I became a realtor and then things took off for me there. Started to do well, but I still, what got you into real estate? Who did you like, just like Google, like who makes money and like, and then you just like decided to do it. My aunt aunt Cindy, she's a beast realtor up in Prescott. Yeah. She's always done well with it. She was always like temp your personality, this and that. And I called her, I was selling a multi-level marketing pill. Tight. What was it? Pro tandem. Okay. I did Vima. Okay. So, but, Either I mean, protein, the pill was actually pretty cool. Like, fucking, who knows if it actually yeah. changed, whatever. So I call and I'm, I'm a salesman, right? Like, that's <laughs> my Aunt Cindy. Yeah, you sold me a few things. I got this pill. A few houses. Yeah, I got this yeah. pill. It's going to change, change your life. And she's like, damn it, Templeton. She's like, I'm paying for real estate school. Yeah. 
and you pay me back on your first deal. But like, this is, and I'm like, all right, yeah. but you're going to buy the pill, right? Cause I need this $200 or whatever. <laughs> so she buys it. I go to real estate school. Um, my wife and I, who was my then girlfriend were on a break. And I think I like knew I wanted her back, but mm-hmm. like I couldn't get her back unless I like got some traction. Like shaped up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. And we're like 25 and I think she was dating like this successful, like older guy for a oh, minute. Yeah, fuck and that yeah, shit. And yeah, it yeah. like fueled me. I was like, man, fuck that dude. Like <laughs> I'm about to go be successful. Yeah, dude. Hey, wherever you are, yeah. we're still coming for you. Yeah. We, I don't know what coming. you do or who no, you I are. Think, yeah. So I was just like, Maybe you he's know a what? good dude, but mm, you're not, out, dude. Not, not in here. You're I'm sure out, he was, but still, I mean, I got her back with like, hey, I had nothing. That's what we do. that shit. Take that, Greg, or whatever the fuck's name was. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I get her back, but like I think that was part of the fuel. I was like, damn, like I knew that she'd probably be my wife someday, yeah. and I'm fucking up, and I'm making bad decisions, and I'm just being selfish. And, yeah, and I was like, all right, I gotta step up. So that's just me being super honest. Like I think sometimes that those me. bigger things are what you need. It's just a little bit bigger because, like, I'm sure if you were anything like me, like I knew growing up, I was gonna have a wife and kids. Like, it was just, like that was the path I wanted to go. I knew for sure. Like some guys even still I know are like, I don't know about kids. I'm like, how do you not know? I knew when I was fucking 10 or whatever, yeah. right? Since I can remember, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have kids. Yeah. So it's like when you see, you grew up the whole, like seeing this path, right? You didn't know what you were doing then, but you're essentially like, you're visualizing your future. You create that path in your mind. And then all of a sudden you're 25. Now your fucking brain's fully formed, right? I think it says like 21, 22. Yeah. We don't even have fully formed brains as males. We didn't. That's why I, you didn't. I'm I didn't. Still, I, I'm thinking yeah, I'm, I'm, lagging, still, I'm lagging behind a little bit. Yeah, I think I got half a medulla. <laughs> <laughs> so now you finally catch up and you're like, holy shit, that vision I visioned my whole life is fucking slipping away. And I got to fucking go figure it out. And that's like the biggest, like you could, I don't think you could ever create a bigger drive. Plus they talk about, I think, in, um, what was the, oh my God, it's like one of the biggest like self-help books of all time. It's got a green, it's got green writing on it with, uh, yeah. As a man think it. No, it's like one of the biggest of all, I'll think of it here in a minute, but they talk about like the set, like there's several things that drive, especially men uh, to be successful. And they actually talk about like one of them is it's literally like sex or like the yeah. opposite sex. So like drive, like, so that drive is like just innate and built in us. Yeah. So it's not surprising to hear that, like just that timing worked out like that. Well, and I think for me too, is like, and I know, I know you can relate to this cause you and I, we just talked about we're idea guys, right? Like mm-hmm. I was never short of ambition and ideas. What I was lacking was the work ethic and follow through to actually take action. Like I used to dream Preach. about the world bringing me something. Like I thought I was special, like, mm-hmm. cause I was kind of special my whole life. Mm-hmm. Like I always was center of attention and, and funny and these things. Like I, mm-hmm. I lit up the room, right? I was special, yeah, yeah. quote unquote. And then I get into the world and I, I still have that spark in certain areas, but like it's not leading to anything fruitful. Yeah. And this special guy who's had all this talent and potential, I was waiting for everything to come to me. And then I had to realize like, look, this world rewards no one. You have to go get it. Go find it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when I flipped a switch and whatever it took her, you know, the motivation of that old fucking successful guy or me just running out. Yeah. Greg, Greg, me just running out of um, bridges that I had burned with jobs or whatever. I finally like hit a point where I was backed into a corner. I was like, all right, it's go time. I used to dream about winning the lotto. I didn't even play the lotto. 
Yeah, dude. Like, what is wrong with me? Like, I, I call it, uh, I say all the time, I'm pissed off for greatness, dude. I get a little pissed off for greatness every then. If it's not, stuff's not lining up, I just get a little mad, a little angry. And I don't know if you're like me, but I've, I'm a pretty mild-tempered guy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, it uh, takes a lot to keep me mad. Yeah. It takes a lot to, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, usually I'm kind of floating, and I like staying in that space. I like, I don't like a lot of, like, volatility, volatility in my emotions. I like being happy. Like, that's why I do this, right? It makes me right. happy to do it but I don't like all that other shit. It's like, like I, I want to stay out of it. So for me, like to go do, to go take those steps and get into that shit is it takes a lot more for me. Cause I like comfortability. I don't know. Just, I like yeah. to float. So you know? for me, I like, I definitely have put a lot of work into staying in like a joyful, comfortable, like blissful mm-hmm. place. But I know myself well enough, especially now that I've, I've learned how to, um, put my ambition onto targets and like okay. go get it. Yeah. I'm impatient. So I can't really like suffer a fool's errand. I don't like waiting if I want something, mm-hmm. but I guess what I've gotten better at these days is like, I don't just want everything cause I think I want it. I mm-hmm. start to really dissect. Do I, do I, do I want this? Do I really want, because it's one thing to go want the, the, to own 40 homes or to own eight businesses yeah. or to own these things I have. But now am I willing to put in the work to go get it? Because that's a whole different story. And does that work align with what the direction you're trying to go? Like, right. If like it takes it take away from family, does it take away from the existing yeah. businesses? Does it take away from just free time? And do I like who I have to become to go achieve this? Because I'll tell you what, man, I, I now look at things in like these five buckets and mm-hmm. my money bucket was always number one for a while while I was building my businesses. And the guy I had to become and the obsession I had to have to go do that I did it, but these other equities in my life, my faith, my family, my health, they were getting drained mm-hmm. because all my attention was going onto this wealth bucket. Mm-hmm. So now do I want to go start another 10 companies and go create another, you know, X amount of millions of dollars in my net worth or in, in my income? That'd be great, but not at the sacrifice of my faith, my family, my friends, my health. Yeah. It's, so and I, and I can totally see that right so like it, it you one you get older you the wisdom comes and you can start to like oh how do I balance this out but still kind of maintain how much you how much of that do you think becomes from now so you've got you've got some success you've got some capital behind you to where maybe it's not so pressing right like I remember a time and I'm sure you remember the time too like like the money was like oxygen like I had I was almost out I had to have it right so it wasn't even like a oh I want to go fill this bucket for like for Ferraris or whatever. It's like, no, it's I, gotta like go, I need it. I got to go fill this bucket. Cause I don't know how the fuck now I don't know how the fuck I'm going to pay for anything, but also like how the fuck am I going to pay for anything for my girl? Or if I have kids like that, you know what I'm saying? Like it was desperation. So that was a different feel, mm-hmm. but now you're in this place where maybe the desperation isn't quite so prevalent. Right. So maybe there's some there where like, maybe you're not a hundred percent exactly where you want to be, but how much of that comes from like, well, this bucket's already kind of, maybe since I spent so much time filling it, maybe this bucket's like a little more full and how much does that allow you to go back? hundred percent. So that's a great, observation and question because when you're in survival mode and you got mouths to feed and kids and, and dreams, I do think you need that obsession and, and and you're going to burn so hot on this bucket for a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's kind of what I had to do. I don't regret it. And think about, I tell people this all the time. So I had, uh, when I was like first starting to kind of like breathe into this whole wanting to be successful thing. And I started like towards my LO career and I started like, well, I had one house and then we run another one, turn it into a rental. And I remember my grandpa telling me like, he mean, he mean like, 
so backstory on me, my mom went to medical school with four kids and then became a surgeon with like four kids. So she had four kids and then decided to go to JC and become right. A surgeon, uh, trauma surgeon, which is like one of the highest. So it's like trauma surgeon, brain surgeon, whatever. So she did all that. Well, that causes like, you can't do that and have like a healthy family relationship. It just doesn't exist. It's not anything on her. It's not anything on being a medical you know, surgeon. It's just like those two things don't align. Kind of like yeah, what we're talking time, about. Time is a real thing that you can't. So my family learned those lessons through those years, right? My extended family, cause it kind of bleeds out. You know how it is. So, you know, when I started to kind of breathe into this, maybe he saw like some similarities between me and my mom, which I do. Like I, that's where I get my drive from. So you know, he told me, he goes, you know, money's not the most important thing. He goes, you know, you, he's like, you know, family's important, but, and I was, I agree with him. But the other thing I always go back to is like, yeah, but you know what, what was the first thing every single one of us did when we ran out of cash and we needed to support our families? You go like the first thing you want to go do is work overtime. So that's like, the first thing you go do is get away from your family. Like that's the first natural option to go do. So in me, I was like, I'd rather come the other way around. Like, why wouldn't I go get ahead of it? Like get ahead of the eight ball and come back with the money instead of chasing it, right? And then I being, like and not having any control. So like, I'm a big control guy. I, I didn't have a lot of control. Like when I was younger, I there was a lot of things. So I, because of that, I like to control situations. I like, I don't like things when things are out of control. I like them to be very like, just kind of just so. So I'm like, for me, that's more control than like, yeah, I could be at home controlling more of maybe my time or my hours, but then what happens when something goes wrong? I have no more control. I'm fucked. And right. I got to go figure out how to do that. And I got to go do the same thing I would have had to done from the jump. So let's go and go get ahead of it. I love, I love that thought. And I think it kind of leads into like what changed my life was, um, extreme ownership, right? To mm -hmm. use Jocko Wilnick, like yeah, yeah. everything is on me. So yeah, accountability. Yeah. It's like, I can go get ahead of this and go become successful now and fill this bucket and, and make sure we're straight. And then I'm going to go solve all this. But I think, what the risk is and what most people do and what I'm proud of myself for doing is like, I've reached a certain level of success that has afforded me the ability to spend, you know, I barely work now, right? Like I yeah. work, uh, I'm in, I have my two new daughters and I have my boys. I'm in a season of life right now where I'm, you know, I've stabilized all these companies. I have a ton of cash flow. Mm -hmm. I don't have to work. Yeah. So I'm enjoying that. And like, I'm kind of in this dormant winter period, but I can feel a spring and Talk summer that, coming. The getting revved up a little bit, dude. Oh, the Ferrari wheels are ready to hit the road. Wants to hit the road. So I, I'm blessed that I got to that spot and I make no mistake about it. Like if you're still in that survival growth mode, you can't go work an hour a day like I'm doing right now. It doesn't now. exist. You, you, you already, not to say you made your bed now you got to lie in it, but that's really what it is. You, you are where you are. You got, you got to go solve it. Right. Um, like until, so for me, it was like, I, I need to, I've done a good job of keeping my, my lifestyle pretty modest yeah, considering yeah. my income. And now I have five or six businesses. You know, I live on maybe five, 10% of my income. Yeah. I have assets and businesses that pay me whether I work or not that cover my lifestyle. So I have, I've afforded myself this ability, mm -hmm. but when dude, this is all still new. I didn't own a single house five years ago. Yeah. Like, we, and we got to get back to the story cause I think we've got it. But one other question I was going to have for you, and this might be a little too deep and you can tell me to fuck off. If you don't answer it. How much, how much of what you're doing right now and diving back into, I mean, your, your boys are, how old are your boys? 15, 10, six, Vivian's one and Mara's three months. So for those who don't know, uh, Templeton went, uh, back to back championships on the babies, uh, over the last few oh, years, yes. Dude, back to back champ, back to back champ. Wife got double pregnant from what I remember on your yep. Instagram posts, the whole thing. So how much do you think, yeah, 
No, you can ask me anything. Yeah, yeah. So how much do you think, like, you you had the whole thing with Kingston, right? And you went through it, and now you look back, and you're like, man, I could have done that better for sure. And now you're more mature, and you've got the availability. How much do you think that plays into now making this decision? Because think about the guy that maybe, think about a guy like me. I didn't have a kid until I was 30-something years old, so I don't have that prior, like, not regret, but a prior lesson to, like, go, like, hey, I should dive back in or do this or do Mm -hmm. whatever. How much do you think that plays into what you're doing now with your daughters and your Massive. So, like, I put it this way. When I was 19, Kingston was surviving with me, right? Like, we were surviving. It was Mm -hmm. like, you grab his hand, like, son, let's go. Like, we're on to the next thing. Like, we're surviving. Also, not bad lessons to learn from him. He might turn out better for it. No, and he's going to be a stud, and I think that um, he was we've done a good job equipping him and, and making yeah. him a strong young man. Cool. And that's his Perfect. reality. Yeah, yeah. With my new daughters though, we're not growing up in a, in a system of survival. We are like in a system of thrival. Like we have mm-hmm. so much comfort that I now find myself. I can tell you every detail of my daughter's face where yesterday my kids and my wife were dancing to this song that has like this beat that like jumps and then they all go crazy. And my one year old just loves it and laughs. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm holding my other daughter and I'm watching them in the kitchen and I'm crying. Like I literally start like tearing up. Like this is my life. I didn't have time to even feel that when King was growing up. Yeah. Where now I've given myself the ability and I have the mental maturity and the emotional maturity to be present, to be here now. Yep. And I think that's one of our, one of the biggest things that I focus on now is if you're always worried about when I get there, you're never living here. Yeah. And there's always more. Like when I remember the first time I was like, if I save 10 grand, I'll be good. If I save 50 grand, I'll be good. If I saved a hundred grand, I'll be good. If I was a millionaire, I'd be good. Yeah. And every time I've hit a mark, there's always another, uh, it never feels secure. It never, I think part of this, like just our, I mean, that's what makes us survive as human beings, right? Like we, if we were, if our ancestors like, Hey, we're kind of good here in these caves and we just created this fire. That's all we really need. Like we don't have, this doesn't exist. Right. Right. So there's a, there's a positive and a negative to that human nature. So what you've basically found is a way to kind of like almost not like almost harness it. Right. Like, okay. Like I found this, like now let's create some like, like internal peace. Right. And, and just get a little better every day. Right. Like Mm -hmm. um, for me, I started seeking challenges outside of financial. Like I ran a marathon with no training or I rode a bike a hundred miles. Like I do all this weird shit. Did that, um, what was that challenge you did? Uh, 75 hard. I only got, it seemed miserable. It was, I made it to day 56, but it reestablished some good habits. I'm in shape again. If you guys can't notice, I'm kind of lean right now. Boys yoked. He's wearing a sweatshirt. I I was telling him you should have wore a tank top. I don't know why. Dude, I was watching this um, designer on uh, on YouTube yesterday, and it, like I used to make my own clothes. Like this okay. is like from Nordstrom, so it's like a high end sweater. And, and it I already had. Are you added that on? No, it? I embroidered this, but oh like goodness. I like making my own clothes and stuff. Yeah, I like it's like my creative outlet. Okay. Um, but that watching that designer yesterday, I was like feeling myself. I was like, I'm gonna go get one of my old sweaters out and wear it. Um, boys out here, and dude. I just think I have a cool name, so I put yeah. it on shit. Dude, and is that the next? No, no. I made a flannel company during the pandemic and like, I have a closet full of flannels. Hi, <laughs> dude. Should have brought me one, dude. Embro- hey, embroider your I name and I'll wear that shit. So I'm from the Grand Canyon, so Canyon Boy. There you go. Like if you're dude, from the Canyon, you're Flannels canyon are fucking, I don't know, maybe they're not popping anymore. I don't know flannels what. Flannels are cool. Flannels are, is that, you know, like, kind of like blue jeans, huh? Like maybe never go out. Never. Blue jeans in a white tee or blue jeans in a classic gray sweater. Plus it crosses so many platforms. Like you could be like a Vato, button that shit up to the top. Yeah, you could clean. Do, you, you could, could be 
you know, you could ride dirt bikes, fucking bin that hat bill up, yeah, dude. Thin it up. Yeah, thin And then you know, fucking Kyle it out, dude, drink some, drink some monsters and you could go that route. Or you could even be like, you know, you could be down home dad, dude. And you fucking go work in that bitch. Dude. Yeah. I like, I like flannels. I'm going to have to get you one. So uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning more towards down home dad right now, dude. So I'll be out there. I'm not necessarily chopping wood per se. Yeah. But I might be, I look like I might. You dude, know? I've been, um, I feel like we're everywhere, which is great. That's why I like this I pod. Can, um, I've been watching a lot of cowboy stuff and like, again, I've been. Yellowstone? Oh, I love Yellowstone. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. I make Denise call me Rip. <sighs> You're kind of Rip, aren't you? I am kind of, dude, I'm not going to lie. I used to, I used to be like tough and I mean, I don't know how to like build or like be that kind yeah. of manly, but I was manly in the sense of like, um, I could fight, I guess. You fight somebody, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm not much of a fighter, dude. Who's that guy that, have you been watching the new season? Uh, yeah. The little car, the. Yeah. Who's the guy that sent down to the four sixes? Oh, that's uh, Jimmy. That's me. Kinda. You're Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm not Jimmy, but I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm on that. So I was blessed. So I have uh, my two best friends in the world are Vince and Will. And okay. I have TWV on me. They each have TWV. We've been saying it since we were 11. Okay. And I'm like wild, not handy, like just this wild card. Yeah. Vinny's like this good blend between like country boy and that. Okay. And Will is a full cowboy. Like he grew, grew up on a one of the largest cattle ranches in Arizona. Oh, damn. His family ranch. He is a cowboy. So. He's like, Jamie. Jamie's uh, the son, Jamie. right? The Jamie's the son of. Yes. He's really, he's rip. He's Dutton. Like he's, you know, he is Jamie. Jamie's good. So he's just yeah, yeah. a beast, right? Like yeah, yeah. he's just a, he's a like true he, stud. He's a nice guy, but he might fucking smoke someone if you need it, dude. No, me. So I always put it like this. You know, when you got it, you don't have to show it. Mm -hmm. Like me and Vinny, we used to like fight people. Cause like we had to like prove that we were tough. Okay. He had it. No one fought Will and he didn't have to fight anyone. Cause everyone just knew. So he is rip, dude. No, he like. <laughs> I had to fight people to. You got to pick a new character. You got to stop telling Denise you're I'm probably Jimmy. I'm probably. No, I'm not Jimmy. I'm. <laughs> you know who I am? I'm probably. Um, shit. I'm Dutton. I'm, I'm the entrepreneur, right? Uh, like, yeah, I'm going to own the ranch. And I'm going to start buying horses. And Yeah, dude. If yeah. one thing I know how to do is make money. Yeah, dude. Uh, so I was watching yeah. that show the other night and I was talking to my wife about who's. Uh, can you pull up um, Yellowstone season four? And then put, um, God, who's the creator of that show? Uh, Google uh, Yellowstone uh, creator. So the guy that does like the horse training, remember he was like, he, they all bought all those horses, right? And I think, I don't know much about cowboy shit. I got some cowboy friends, but I don't know much cowboy shit. I think what they did was they bought really good horses. They trained them better. And then they took them to like show these like billionaire guys. And then those guys paid at a margin. So essentially they flipped a horse. Yep. That's kind of what I sounded to. So he was like, there he is right there. Yeah, he's the guy that's in. So he's the horse trainer, like the main but guy. But he created Yellowstone? He created it. And he's in the show. And I didn't Travis. know this until last night. Yeah. So we were talking about it. I'm like, I'll see if we can find one of him in the show. Yeah, he's in the show like all the time. Yeah, he is. I was telling my wife, he's the most cowboy person I've ever seen in my entire life. Like the fact that he wrote the show is crazy. But like the fact that he looks like that. Yeah, uh, he's a stud, bro. He was the one that's like. Uh, if you really want to go into the horse business, we got to make a team. And he's like, I'll put fucking checks on yeah, your desk. I'll stack those checks like a, like a phone book on yeah. your fucking desk. And I was like, God damn. And I was talking about, I was like, could you imagine you're like that guy's first of all was back in the, there he is right there on that bottom, right? Mm -hmm. 
If, okay, so I don't know if he was real cowboy or not before he started riding, but that guy, real cowboy, rolls up in his pickup truck, walks into the bar. Everyone's single, right? Walks into the bar. Like, all the women just must, like, break their fucking necks to, like, just get a look at this dude. And all the guys must just go, well, we're fucked. Guess yeah, we're going home. That guy's dude. lived a good life. Him, look, him and his wiener. Look. <laughs> I've had some good days. <laughs> Look at this one, dude. Look at this motherfucker. He's, I don't know if you can get any more cowboy than that guy right there. Yeah, he's a stud. Dude. He's a stud. Even my wife was like, yeah. So, oh, where I was headed with this, though, is Maybe like, that's you, dude. Because I'm, like, I have this, <sighs> I don't think it's, I mean, wish it was me, but it's I not. I don't even know who that is, dude. But because I have this, like, you know, I've afforded myself these, this pretty free lifestyle. Yeah. Free financially, not free time wise, because I have time wise. Kids. You are oh, I'm zapped. Which, by the way, I'm not going to say in time. Dead, tell us when we get to one o'clock because I got to go. Okay, um, we got we got thirteen minutes. Thirteen minutes. So, um, but Kim I want to go. Got a hard out in thirteen minutes. I want to go so to the, the ranch with Will, my best friend, and just okay. be like, I'm here for a month, and just I'm going to be a cowboy. Your kids are going to need to be a little older for that. Well, no, no, be... they'd come to the ranch with me. Oh, and my damn. wife's going to okay. make like fucking biscuits in the fucking skillet. and That's which, an adventure. I don't know. Nah, listen, I'm fucking, if you do it, I'm here. I'm not going to go with you pers- like at all, but I'm here for it. I'll like, I'll ask you about it, how it went. Yeah. I'm excited for Will's you. Will's always said, he's like, temp, the day you bring cameras to my fucking ranch is the day that we're going to have a problem. <laughs> so, because that'd be fun. Like businessman as a cowboy for a month. I was trying to think about that. I was like, if I was you know, grew up, I've got family, um, in like Fort Worth, Dallas. So that, that stockyards, um, is like that Fort Worth area. And like, they live in that area. Mm-hmm. So that the four sixes place, I'm like, man, if I was younger, like I think, and I live there, I'm like, that's probably what I would have done. Cause I didn't have shit and I would have wanted to like, just go get it. And in, in hindsight, I wasted so much time chasing like meaningless pleasures yeah. as a, from 18 to 25. I wish I would have had the wisdom now not to go make money and be successful earlier, which mm-hmm. obviously would have been nice, but to go do special things like mean, like deeply special things like go be a cowboy on a ranch for a year, go backpack Europe, go backpack Southeast Asia, travel, essentially travel, more. Yeah, and like experience things rather than like, I could tell you what every nightclub in Scottsdale looked like those years. You were a Smashbox guy, your big Smashbox. I was there here and there. Yeah. Yeah. We were. Firehouse back in the day, maybe. I've gotten some legendary fights in that place. Shotgun Betty's, you a shotgun Betty's guy? You ever go back in that? No, that, that was kind of that time. was kind of the more brap 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 guys. How old are you? I'm 34. Okay, so we're no, the same I was age. shotgun. Yeah, yeah. I was like no, but Firehouse was like our spot. We knew everybody, and we got in some some scraps there. Is it? But dude, I look back on that, I'm like, this is so stupid. Like, like why was I doing those sort of things? So anyway, well, hindsight's so- 2020 devil's advocate flips out of that coin. Like what if you didn't do it? And then you look back like, man, I just never fucking. Oh no. Never did it. And I'm the type. I wouldn't change anything because yeah. I am where I am. Cause it taught you. I am where I am. My life is so blessed. I had to go through all this. Like nothing has happened to me. It's all happened for me. Mm-hmm. I'm a genuine believer in that. And I am where I am. However, I know I hurt people along the way that probably didn't need it. You know, like that part he, sucks. Yeah, you know, whether that was females, whether that was random people that for whatever reason my pride felt compelled to fight them and and punch them in the head. Like, Damn, dude. Why? Like, that's kind of... It, I, I wouldn't change it, right? But, yeah, yeah, but... But 
I have to carry that with me on my conscience now, knowing that like, granted, I don't think I was a bully. I'm not a very big guy. I definitely wasn't a bully, but like I handled myself if I felt like I needed to. Yeah. But in hindsight, I was definitely walking around with a chip on my shoulder, like way too ready. You know what I mean? I was so. the opposite. I wasn't there. If you would have tried to fight me, I'd just like probably like laid down. I'd have been like, mm. see, that's, and that's really like, and now I'm teaching Maybe my, not that, but now I'm teaching my drinking. boys and they're starting to have pride and you know, they're these young bulls that are coming up. Yeah. I want them to be the will like, Hey, everyone knows you got it, but you don't yeah, got to yeah, use yeah. it. Yeah. That's, mm, I mean, is Will a big guy? No, he's six foot, 175, but like you're a big, strong guy. Like you do, we go throw these hay bales, right? Yeah. And I'm like pretty strong and I'm like ugh, getting it up there. Will's just fucking throwing them. I it's mean, like, a, it's like cowboy strong. Cowboy strong's a different strong. And I don't know if I'd go, if I was a big, strong guy, I'm a big, I'm getting heavy. Boy's getting heavy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, Will, he's just a beast. That's cool. Well, now we know what characters we are kind of. Kinda. And I'm going to start to think about that more. I'm going to really, I'm going to really think about that more on, I'm trying to think about if I know, uh, what's this chick's name? Beth. Beth. Dude, I'm trying to think about if I know a Beth. That girl goes hard, dude. Beth's a beast. She's too aggressive sometimes. I'm like, oh yeah. Come on, Beth. You got to yeah. chill out. Yeah. Chill out, Beth. You can relax. Well, what, we got 10 minutes left. What, uh, what else we want let's to do? Uh, let's do what's good in the hood. You want to do what's good in the hood segment? Yeah, we can do that. So what's good in the hood segment? We Google local stories from the towns that we live in. So you live in city of Chandler. Yep. So we're going to Google like city of Chandler current events. And then you just get to pick which one we want to kind of go through. So like we had one lady that was in Gilbert that kept dropping off boxes full of cats at the, at the shelter. But like some of them kept dying cause it was middle summertime. So that lady, you know, we fucking were trying to help solve some problems. We had one where they broke into a lady we know owns a place called sweets brew and they broke in. They, they stole like 600 bucks. So we're trying to help the community. Really sweets brew. I think I follow them on Instagram. So my wife, yeah, my wife used to nanny for her, for like her and her kids. Okay. So, like, so they know she's known them back in the day. So yeah, so you, we get to read through and kind of see what's going on, dude. Sometimes there's gunshots going on. One guy shot his, like tried to shoot his parents. Um, you know, sometimes it's not that serious. We got to tread lightly with city of Chandler right now because they're pissing me off. What's going on with city of Chandler, dude? I mean, should we fucking just talk no, about it? Let us lattice, bro. Remember my Still? fence? Still? No, I took that all the way through like the legal channels and lost, lost, Can we talk about like the basics of that or like you still- Yeah, so like- no, no, it's fine. So I own this dirt in downtown Chandler. We redeveloped a 1916 house. I own all the dirt around Beautiful. it. We want to, it's amazing. And this neighborhood is rough. And I'm like the one guy who's really put real investment in- Arguably the, the worst neighborhood in Chandler? Oh, it is the worst neighborhood okay. in Chandler. Yeah, yeah. Just to give people some perspective. So, but it's so well located. It's right across from like the perch, downtown Chandler. Yeah. So I go put a couple hundred thousand dollars and make a beautiful house. You know, the Oregon house is yeah, like, it's gorgeous. It's amazing. We build a custom metal fence lattice, Matt Rouse, shout out. He builds that for us. We spend, yeah. It's the coolest fence you've ever seen. Yeah. It's not a fence. It's a lattice. Everyone. Okay. It's a lattice. We can call it a fence now. Fuck it. It's see-through though. Like, and then next thing you know, we get an anonymous complaint from a city employee. I found out that said it's too tall. Meanwhile, the houses next to me should both be torn down. They're garbage. And there's like garbage in the front yard. Yeah, I mean, there's awful. like so, terrible. So now I got to go through the whole legal system to fight to not. And it's quite frankly, I have it because of safety. Like we've already been trying to get broken into like five or six times. And people, you're right across from that uh, two bars and people would be like parking in your shit. Yeah. So there's that lot right there. It, we need it. Yeah. So anyway, they, they want me to cut it down. Hail Mary. My dad writes the mayor an email. 
mayor actually sides with us and goes, Hey, this makes sense. So I have a meeting with them today at four where they're going to give me the final solution. Shout out to the mayor. What's the mayor's name? Mayor Harkey. Mayor Harkey. Hey, reelect mayor Harkey. Re- hey, he's reelect. We're going to be, we're going to be contributing. I don't know in what form to your campaign. It, well, might, it might just be he's in podcast the first form. guy who looked at it and like actually gave me some comments that everyone else was like, well, the rules are the rules. And I'm like, where, where lies like common sense, like in this municipality? Usually it doesn't. Usually it doesn't. Oh, exist. I found that out. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so then I bought the El Coyote. So I own that bar, which is like a cesspool that I'm like, well, maybe I'll board that thing up for a couple of years. How do you guys like that? Like, I'm just done. Yeah. yeah. And they could squash me like a bug, right? Like they could shut down so many oh, things. Oh, we learned like, that lesson the hard way. We tried to build an apartment complex and they were like, hey, we're going to make you redo all the utilities in this alley. And that's we're like, what? what? That's what they're they trying just to build a Black Rock, uh, Black Rock down the street. You're not going to make them do it? Big corporate guys got all the big money. They just... So on the development on that dirt, that's yeah. what they wanted us to do. I'm like, all right, well, you're killing this deal. It's not viable anymore. So I guess I'm going to go build a duplex. But anyway, yeah. makes no sense. Um, long story short, the mayor sided with us. He said, cool, hopefully the fence can stay. I'm going to find out today And at the four. theory is, because the initial was complaining, like, it's like they're like, you're bringing down the neighborhood, right? Well, they said it was a nuisance to the neighborhood. <laughs> like, that's what they called for. And I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. <laughs> it's um, like the opposite, literally the opposite. So anyway, that's... We'll see. Well, we're here to support you, dude. I, I don't know how you. we can support you, but shout out to Mayor, Mayor Harkey, dude, for He's make, making the good gut decision on letting letting us lattice, dude. But anyway, let's see what else is going on. All right, Chandler. so and I gotta see. go. I gotta go in four minutes. Yeah, you got four minutes, so we'll just we'll do your hood. We'll skip Gilbert today, dude. Gilbert's just floating, dude. It's fine. Gilbert, I'm building two custom spec homes in Gilbert. I was, yeah, you kept those lots right over by mm-hmm. like Top Golf. Partner with Reef Builders. Ooh, that'd be cool. Um, it's going to be dope. I mean, I think they'll both exit for like two and a half million. Oh, oh, that's nice. All right. Maybe sell one to me. I need a house. Interim superintendent, medical care. USD. Oh, contract rock climbing. Finish. That's Gilbert. There's a rock climbing gym that's going out on like Pecos and power. Okay. And with my newfound free time, I've really gotten into indoor rock climbing. Okay. Such a good workout, such a good like cerebral workout because you got to you set these routes and you're like, all right, and you're strapped this up, out? right? We're not talking like free. We're not talking about what's that fucking free, free solo? Yeah, Alex free solo. Hull, no, mm-hmm. um, but this is like well, bouldering, no strap, right? But you're only yeah. going to go up to about maybe twelve feet, okay. and then you have a crash pad beneath you that you'd fall to. Probably fine. Really like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I don't always have someone there to belay me, which is a fucking. Now that's a pro word and I don't even know, I don't know what it means. I can imagine there's some ropes involved. Yeah. It's the person who's like the other side of the leverage, right? Like you're going to have an anchor point. You're going to have a person with a belay and then you're climbing. So if you were to fall, that leverage goes through that, you know, you're already into this dude. You're, you're talking about words like belay and you're bouldering. You're in it, dude. Dude, I'm in it. I I have like rock climbing shoes and a chalk bag. It's pretty beast. That's cool. So this place opened or it is opening? It's I it's gonna open. I'm so I'm super excited to climb there. Um, but I don't think it's open yet. Dude, I'm pumped about this one. High tide opens in this is oh, in Chandler. Is that gonna too. be the beach park? No. So high tide is a seafood place. They have one right now on like Val Vista and Chandler Boulevard, which is Williamsfield over there. Um, Steel yard development. Like is that where right across from where you're building your condos? Chandler Heights and Gilbert, mm-hmm. maybe just south of there. Yeah, Chandler Heights and Gilbert. Dude, they Every, all their seafood flown in fresh daily. Ooh. You fuck with oysters or not? Nah? I'm allergic to shellfish. Oh, fuck, Can't dude. eat. I'll I die. mean, probably not the place you should be at then. No. Because it's like I'm mostly selfish. Steak and chicken bar. So you walk in there, you might like puff up like you got like a bunch of bees or something. My wife didn't believe me once. I ate an egg roll and she goes, oh, that has some crab in it. I'm like, oh. 
Dude, Dude, I had to take like five, yeah, I had to take like five neck. Benadryl and she was like, oh, maybe. And then, oh, my contractor, Danny, he brought over these um, bacon wrapped jalapenos like three weeks ago. No, this is two months ago. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dip it in the juice. It's like amazing. I'm like, Danny, I want to eat this, but like, I know sometimes imitation crab is in there. I'm like, there's no, he's like, it's just cheese. Boom. So delicious. I'm like, man, that was good. Next thing you know, I look, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Danny, what the fuck? And he's like, what the I didn't know. And I'm like, Whoa. Dude, that's so good. All right, I gotta uh, go. All right, that wraps up our time. Bro, I love you. Thanks for coming to Sweet Nine Pod, dude. Always good. This one definitely took a little more serious turn than I'm used to, but I liked it, dude. All the good shit. Um, and dude, plus, you know, I can be non-diversified a little bit, dude. I can tell. Yeah, like, hey, we went heavy on The it. last one we talked, I just, I'm about to post a clip. I just talked about the time I got way too high in Vegas and like was trying to order Do water. Do you smoke weed? Uh, so it's actually not my buzz. Like I don't, I prefer, I prefer beer. Like I just uh-huh. like that buzz a lot better, but, um, like we got a pen at home. Like Catherine, like usually yeah. like hits it at night to go to sleep. Yeah. So I don't know. No, I'm kind of like, whatever. I haven't in a long time. I mean, I enjoy it, but I actually prefer, I've done a lot of dumb shit drinking. I've never mm. done anything wrong smoking weed. No, Besides, I, I, I wish my diet. I wish that I liked weed more. And you don't wake up with any hangy. Oh, I know. Dude. But dude, I don't really like. We've tied one on together, Cinco. That was a fun day. Did we ever? But it's like, it's so few and far between for me anymore. Like, I'm not the guy who, like, has a couple drinks. Like, four times a year now. Like, it was my best friend's birthday, like, a month ago. Yeah. Got after it. So, you're a you're a two or a 20 guy. You're either having, like, two beers of dinner or you're having, like. Oh, I'm a zero or a 20. Like, I don't want on. any yeah. unless we're going to, like, go dance. Like, I want to, like, party. See, I'll go home and have, like, three or four beers. And just, like, yeah. I don't ever even really catch a buzz. I'm just relaxed. No, nope, I want none of it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I but want, that's also why your boy's fucking pushing two ten right now, dude. <laughs> yeah, I want. I'm a zero or all, and even anymore though, the all that it's not worth it, dude. Like have like this three to four day like mental skid afterwards. Plus, like the dumb shit you do. Yeah, wifey, and then you're just, my wifey might not be. Yeah, you know, so, on board. No thanks. All right, bro. Well, we appreciate you coming, dude. I know you got to go. Fucking hey, good luck with the city, dude. Tell everyone but the mayor to go fuck themselves. But wait till after you get your decision. Yes. And I'm fucking pulling for you, dude. Love you, dude. All right, sweet nine. We're fucking out. Anything you want to shout out or? Uh, Templeton yeah, underscore Walker Instagram. Oh. Oh, yeah. Follow Tim on Instagram, dude. You own a piece of a title company with me. Yep, so Silo Title. Shout out. Hey, Michael Rivera. He's back, dude. He's, he's in a bad back. car wreck. I talked to him like just before you got here. God bless. Dude, 60 stitches in his face. Dude, that thing was gnarly. I don't know if you saw the gash. Uh-uh. Unreal. So, I don't want him to have a scar on his face, but I was going to say, if he did have one, that one that goes like, right over the like, eye is the coolest one you can get. Or so. like Omar from The Wire. Yeah. Who ended up passing away. But anyway, uh, Magnus Silo, you guys, that's a joint venture title. We'd love to see that on all your contracts. Mm-hmm. Constant close, um, paperwork for all your creative deals across the nation. Yep. If you're buying or selling real estate, that's like creative, seller, finance, whatever, constant close. Go to constantclose.com. And hit up, that hit is, up Rochelle Jarvis. She's, I call her Jenny from the block. Dude, she is so talented and amazing. Yep. Um, and then obviously just like you, we love buying homes. So send them to you first, but yeah. um, if you don't take them, send them our way. Send them to me first and then I'll sell to temp. And then all wholesalers and... Um, you know, investors out there, if you're not doing anything with your dead leads, we'd love to see them and turn them retail. You should be doing the same with your wife. I should be doing the same with her. So, cool, it. dude. We appreciate you, man.